many executives from corporations are starting to do investments. They say to me, this is my MBA for learning how to work in terms of innovation. So that's very interesting. And I recommend to all the people that want to start working with CVC, let's say, start doing your own investments. Okay? This is the best school you're going to have. Hello, and welcome to the CVC Unplugged podcast from GCV. I'm Fernando Moncada. In Latin America's biggest market, things are not slowing down. The venture scene in Brazil is running along at an impressive clip despite the macroeconomic climate. My guest today is Cassio Spina, founder and lead partner of a new advisory and venture management firm called Alia Ventures. He just published the second edition of his CVC book, aptly named Corporate Venture Capital, which takes a deep dive into a compendium of CVC case studies across Brazil chronicling, alongside those very investors, the obstacles they've had to overcome across various sectors and the lessons that they've learned. He talks us through a few of those case studies, as well as the genesis of Alia Ventures, the common pain points that their corporate clients have, how the fact that corporate executives are doing more and more angel investments of their own helps them see the value in venture investments for their company, and the impact that last year's change in government has had on the Brazilian venture ecosystem. As the founder of one of the largest angel networks in Brazil, called Anjos do Brasil, Spina also talks about how the role of angel investors has changed over the past decade, as well as which elements of VC he has to keep educating corporate investors on. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to CVC Unplugged wherever you get your podcasts. But above all, enjoy the show. So I'm here with Cassio Spina of, of Alia Ventures. Cassio, how are you doing, sir? Good, thank you, Fernando. Nice to have be here for you. No, I'm, it's a pleasure to have you. And 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 apologies, by the way. And I know for the listeners listening, uh, you you can't tell, but you no, know, we for the recording, we can see each other on screen. And, and we were just talking off mic about how oppressively hot it is today in London. So if you see me sweating, Casio, please forgive me. <laughs> it's very hot, but but I'll try to keep the sweating to a minimum. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine in Brazil you have some similar problems from time to time. Yeah, many times. Yeah, we have here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose to, to begin with, let, let's start the way that we always do on the show, and that is uh, telling us a bit about yourself. You know, your, your background, a bit of overview on, on your career, and 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 how you got to uh, to, to start Alia Ventures. Sure, sure. Let's start with my, let's say, my early beginning of my career. I have been an entrepreneur in the technology sector here in Brazil. I started developing software in the 80s, so quite a long time ago, <laughs> and uh, developed many companies uh, after that, all in tech sector, uh, have received investment from, from venture capital in early 2000s, just after the internet bubble. <laughs> and uh, then I completed my cycle selling my, my last company in 2009, when I decided that I would like to start helping new entrepreneurs in developing their business. Okay. So I started doing angel investment here in Brazil in 2009, 2010. At that time, in Brazil, there is not a lot of angel investment or startups, but it was a time that was starting to grow quite fast. So uh, I got very involved in this activity and I decided to found Angels do Brasil, which is the, today the largest angel network investment. It's, it's a non-profit organization. So it's more uh, my, my, my objective that is to foster entrepreneurship here in Brazil with the support of angel investment. Okay? And uh, just after I found Angel Brazil, uh, I, was, uh, I was approached by some corporations here in Brazil 
that want to start get uh, creating relationship with startups, entrepreneurs for innovating their business. So it was the beginning of the corporate venture initiatives here in Brazil. This was around 2012, 2013. So at that time, I found Altivia Ventures, which was an advisory company for corporations that want to do innovation and corporate venture initiatives. So I've been working the last 10 years already uh, helping these corporations develop their corporate venture initiatives. And uh, last year, I decided to found Alia Ventures, which is not just advisory, but also corporate venture capital management fund company. So we help uh, corporations establish and manage their corporate venture capital initiatives. Okay, perfect. And 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 so just on the genesis of kind of Alia, Alia Ventures, how did the idea to found it come along? Because you mentioned you know you were with Altivia before, and and then yeah, what what was the rationale behind this new endeavor? Good question. Yes, as an advisory company, we help establish their uh, as I said uh, their initiatives in corporate venture capital develop their thesis, do all the planning for creating their infrastructure for investing companies. But you saw that there was a missing, say, part of the, the, the work, which is, I think, is maybe even more important, is to actually do all the management for investments, okay? Both finding, selecting, uh, analyzing, negotiating the investments, but also helping after the investment is done, both the corporation and the entrepreneurs working together to develop synergies between them, which is, is very hard usually. We know that ideally it's, it's, it makes total sense for both parties to work together, but we know there are very different cultures that need external help in order to work together. So that's why we decided to found Alia Ventures. And also Alia, which is founded by me, uh, bringing Altivia background and team together with two other companies, okay? Other companies called iVentures, which was founded by uh, Roberta Mota, which has been a fund manager for almost 13 years in Brazil, with extensive ex experience in managing VC funds and also uh, helping comp companies uh, uh, also developing their, their business together. And also by FCJ, Venture Builder, which is uh, today the largest venture building in Latin America, they have over, today over 40 venture builders that, that have created together with corporations and other organizations for developing new business together with startups. So Alia is, I'd say, is the joint effort of these three companies to help corporations do. So we say Alia is in the beginning, but at the same time, it has a background of, of over 30 years of experience right, in right. relationship. Make makes sense, yeah. And, and all those, the, all the teams from those three firms are all under Alia now. No, no, actually, no. At, uh, from Altiva and iVentures, yes, but FCJ continues to have their team focused on uh, venture building. Okay, and uh, of course, we work together. They are partners of Alia Ventures, uh, but they keep their team for focusing on venture building, and Alia takes care of corporate venture capital. Interesting. And I wonder, what do your kind of typical clients look like? So if, if you have, for example, a corporate that, 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 that comes to you for, for the kind of consultancy services, are they the same type of companies that would, that would 
seek to 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 manage their investments in venture or, or, or are we talking about two different groups good question good question yes today alia is uh, does not do exactly consulting anymore we do advisory which is similar to consulting but it's more giving directions giving strategic view uh, helping uh, the companies establish their thesis but we are focused on helping the corporations doing their investments in, in, in this sector because we understand this is the most challenging part of let's say the, the corporate venture initiatives we do have lo lots of uh, say consulting companies that are very good companies here that can help for example when a company wants to develop their strategies the corporation strategies or develop their culture etc but there are very few specialized companies that can work together with corporations to help them doing their the actual investments okay and when i say there are very few is because there are of course many very good vc managers here in brazil who do very well but as you know vc management is usually focused on financial return and corporations are looking for strategic return so combining these two requires i say very special uh, experience to working together with these corporations and, and, and startups. And uh, we, we work in, as I said, each of these companies that joined uh, Meg Alia have a so long experience with corporate, working with corporations doing that. So we understand that we have the unique features that corporations are looking for helping them. So that's why we are focused on Alia on doing uh, management investments and advisory services. And what are some of the common pain points that that your clients have? Very good question. Yes, we, we made some research last year about that. And uh, we found it's very interesting uh, when we, we make a survey on uh, many corporations here in Brazil, that one, one of the main pain points if then is finding the right startups for the investments. You say, but it seems to be so easy né, to find startups. The problem is not finding them, actually. When they say find the startups, it's attracting the startup, it's working with the startup. That's what's the hard part of the work. Because, you know... Convincing them. Oh, sorry? Convincing them that the corporates... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, many yeah. startups see corporations as slow, bureaucratic. So they're not... I'd say the best entrepreneurs are not looking for working with corporations. You know that uh, it's it's... You can see many articles, many places that you see that depending uh, on look at that. So that's why it's so important to have a very strong relationship with the startup ecosystem. And that's what we have been developing all these years with many different organizations, with not only with VCs, but with associations, with accelerators, with incubators, with universities, etc. So we can not only find the right entrepreneurs, but also attract them to work together through us with these corporations. But see, as I said, this one is just one of the pain points that corporations re, uh, uh, mentioned. Okay. There are other pain points. Okay. It's usually, you know, timing from corporate venture capital is very different from what usual corporations have in their in terms of their goals, in terms of the planning. Usually corporations work on quarter based, yearly based. Okay. Plans, you know, Corporate venture capital, we are telling in, in, in a decade <laughs> of their results. So combining this is very hard for corporations. So that's why you see that successful corporate venture capital initiatives only work if you have some, either a partner 
that work with this long-term view for you and also with, uh, say, uh, align uh, results based on uh, profits, or you have to create your own entity as a manager. Doing corporate venture capital inside corporations, as you know, usually is not the best way because there's a, a very a conflict, internal conflict of the short-term and long-term goals. Right. Right. Yeah. And well, related to that, you know, one thing that I hear, you know, quite often is that, well, one thing that we hear quite often is, is that, you know, for a corporation in terms of their innovation journey, shall we say, you know, that CVC is, is somewhere towards the end. You know, if, if you're really, if you've done all the kind of preliminary steps to finally get to that end point. So, so the, the, the companies that come to you, where along on that line are they usually? Good question. Yes, I'd say corporate venture capital is an initiative that I think for major companies, companies that have already some initiatives in terms of you know, uh, open innovation, that have some, uh, uh, some experience uh, relating with startups. Okay? What's important to understand is that all other open innovation initiatives usually work on one incremental or adjacent innovations. So they give you returns for the short term and medium term, but it's either are small or medium sized returns. And corporate venture capital is where you can really try to find disruptive innovations that can really make a, a business change in your company. So that's a, as I said, uh, it, it requires, of course, the corporations to be more mature in terms of their initiatives of innovation. But at the same time, it's important to understand that this is the initiative that will really give the results the corporations are looking for in terms of innovation. Mm-hmm. And and you you mentioned earlier that they, you know usually maybe with with a kind of VC approach as opposed to the CVC one you know because you know VCs are more focused on the financial side, CVCs on the strategic and the financial side. But I, I, as things are right now, are you seeing more of a strategic focus or or more of a mix at the minute? I would say more strategic. Of course, CVC is a, strat- a strategy that you can get good financial returns that not is going to pay back your investments, but can even give you more money to invest more. Okay. But, uh, definitely other corporations discuss they are looking for strategic. Uh, I'd say, especially in Brazil, that where we have so high interest rates. Okay. <laughs> so for financial returns today, at least today, you can invest in a fixed income that you're going to get very good <laughs> financial returns. So definitely in Brazil, corporations are looking for more strategic. And of course, there shall be some uh, financial returns in order to compensate the investment they are doing. Mm-hmm. And, and you've recently come out with, with the second edition of, of your book, which kind of looks at a lot of, of case studies of, of companies, particularly in Brazil, who've kind of gone through this journey. And, and, and looking through some of them, it's, it's actually uh, interesting because a bunch of these companies have been on, on this very show, actually. So, you know, EDP, Cortex Ventures, Qualcomm Ventures, they've all been guests. Tell me about some of those case studies. Like, what, what are some of them that, that, what are some elements of them that, that, that seem really kind of interesting to you? And are there any commonalities between them? Yeah, sure. No, I think what's interesting to see is that, as I say, each CVC initiative is different from each other. This is one thing that's very important to understand. I think there's a common ground of what we call the best practice of CVC. As I said, don't do, mix that CVC with other initiatives. Otherwise, they are going to have conflict. And uh, many others like that. That's why in the book, I try to share with all the readers 
what are the best practices so they avoid making mistakes that are already done, okay? But at the same time, since every company is different from each other, every company has some strategic opportunities and challenges that are different from each other, you cannot just copy and paste any initiative from the CCC. That's why I decided in the book to put so many cases and add more cases so the reader can find some references to create their own CCC initiative, okay? So the, the, uh, I think what's interesting is to really understand the basics of what the, each corporation is looking for in terms of the innovation CVC strategies and how they have implemented that and what the results they are in learning they are getting from that initiatives. So that's why I invited each fund manager or CVC manager actually to, to write their own case so they can share out of what they are learned from their experience. Okay. So that's a, I think it makes the book very practical for any, any people that wants to start doing some of their CVC initiatives to, to learn from their experiences. And as I said, not make the mistakes they have done and try to, I'd say, combine the, the good experience they had to create their own initiative. Mm-hmm. And what would you say are, are some kind of gems or examples that stand out? for you within those case studies? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I think uh, we have, for example, I'd say Banco Bradesco, okay, which is one of the largest banks in Brazil. I'm very happy to say that I, I helped them start their Nova Bra program, which is their open innovation program, which one of their, I'd say, sub-programs is Nova Bra Ventures, which is their GCVC. It's one of the most, I'd say, advanced and well-developed CVC initiative here in Brazil have extensive portfolio, very successful cases of uh, startups that investing now and are, are performing very well. So this is something that, you know, and it's interesting to, to, to learn that Innovabra is an ecosystem of open innovation, okay? So they have many initiatives that, that work together with their CVC. So that's why I see, for example, when we started helping them, we created their first program called Innovabra Startups which is a co-innovation program, basically finding startups that can help develop new innovations that Bradesco was looking for and working together to develop that and deploy it into the market, okay? So this was a very successful initiative and that opened very good opportunities for Innovabra Ventures invest on these startups. So it's interesting to see how this work together, okay? That's one of the gems I think say, but not only Bradesco. Okay. We have other ones on the, I'd say the, this new edition we have added. For example, Banco BV also is, it's a, it's a bank that's doing CBC for quite a while and have me also very successful creating their portfolio of startups, investments, and it's growing a lot. And, uh, also from different other sectors. You mentioned, for example, Cortex Ventures, which is very interesting because it's a combination of three different corporations, okay? And more interesting, that's two, two corporations that work in the same market like Fleury and Sabin, which is our uh, diagnostics laboratories. So they work in the same market and they invest, work in the same CVC. Of course, they are competitors, but at the same time, they work in different regions of the Brazil, so they are also complementary between them, okay? And there's a strategic alignment, I suppose, in what they would be interested in as well. Exactly. So 
that's why I say that's so rich to see all these cases because each one of them are unique. Yeah. And in, in Cortica's case, for what it's worth, uh, Gustavo Cavanaghi, who heads it up, is a very nice guy as well. Yeah, so yeah, all- <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In your research for for the you know doing these case studies and speaking to these fund managers, did anything come up that surprised you? That kind of gave you like an extra perhaps insight into the market that maybe you didn't already have. <laughs> yeah, very hard to say because I think each one is, is is a good surprise. Okay, you always learn more from each of them. Let me see. I think one of the things that I think uh, let's say may come out that's very interesting is that even though each CVC is very let's say unique. All of them have the same view of the importance of creating a strong, let's say, structure for the CVC for establishing the basis for the long term. I think it's interesting to see that everyone has this, uh, let's say, view of how it's so important to do that. Because as you know, corporations change a lot. Okay. Change the people, change their focus sometimes, the strategies. But the CVC has to be on the long term. And all the managers I talk, they always emphasize that. They say, okay, I have to, let's uh, say, let's say not the word, it's like protect, but actually create a so strong strategy on the CVC side that even the corporation may change. Of course, that's not mean the CVC is not going to adapt to different changes of the corporation. Yes, they have to adapt. But at the same time, they, they must continue to develop their investments in order to get the results. So that's why I think it's very common between all of them. Mm-hmm. And one of those things that have has kind of been changing perhaps slowly over the past five years or so, a bit longer, is, you know, we, we, we've seen a kind of shift in the corporate mentality away from just, you know, pure M&A focus and, and pure... We have to have complete control of whatever we buy over to a more, you know, a, a higher degree of, of comfort with just making minority investments in startups in a, in a kind of venture context and being comfortable with, with not being totally in control and having all the board seats, blah, blah, blah. Has that come along in, in, in your mind over the past couple of years or so? Definitely, definitely. Uh, it has evolved a lot. I remember when I started talking with corporations, as I said, Many of them said in the beginning was the requirement was to have over 50% or 50 plus 1% of the stakes in the startups. And then they have showed them that's not the best strategy, especially when you're working with startups in their early stages and they have disruptive technology. You are going to kill the initiative at the same time. So at the same time, I think what's a work we have done and seen this has developed in the market. Is that uh, the risk averse of the corporations has been changing a lot lately? Okay, they are understanding that you have to see the investments they are doing as a portfolio, not looking individual investments in each one. And in that way, they only can what they can do is just to help this, this startup to invest, doing their best. Okay, they cannot do trying to give the directions or trying to push to one one way or the way. Otherwise. This startup probably not going to be successful in the, their own way. Okay. So this, I think, is something have been developed very well in the, the last years. Of course, one of the thing challenges we still see is that we have some corporations that are very well developed in this mindset, in the culture, 
but still there are lots of corporations that are still very far from this mentality, okay? So when I say that, that they still have to learn about that more and they have to understand that to be prepared for doing CVC. Okay? So I see this is still a challenge and a, this is one of the reasons I, I, I decided to write the book is uh, to spread out for everybody to understand what are these best practices and the ways you can create uh, successful initiatives in this CVC area. And, and how do you accelerate that process within a corporate to kind of get them to that stage? I think one of the first things you have to work on the, I'd say the, the, the high levels of the management of the corporation. Okay. And the board level or in C level is the beginning. You have to show them the mindset. And I think the best way to accelerate that is to show to them examples. Okay. Because, you know, when you say just, Oh, you have to do that. You have to do the other thing. They say, Oh, they, they can be, let's say not trust so much. But when you can say, Oh, See this company, how they are doing and how successful they are doing. See this other company, how they are doing. So this, I think the best way to accelerate is to show examples of successful CVCs. Okay. So the, again, that's why I, I decided to dedicate more than half of the book to show CVC cases. <laughs> that's right. And what, what about the other half? The other half is, is sharing. I researched now the history of CVC. And I uh, started telling the, the history because there are very good examples of how not to do. <laughs> right, right. Which is just as important, right, as, as how yeah, to Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I started doing that and uh, researching cases, uh, you know, from the 60s, from the 70s, so from the 80s, and uh, sharing these experiences of both successful and unsuccessful uh, experiences. And then sharing how the process of creating a CVC managing SVC, uh, including all the legal aspects, which is something that many corporations don't understand exactly how a fund works, how the deal terms with startups, etc., which is very different usually from what they are used to do, for example, in M&A, as you said. Also, we, we shared some experience with them to know how to, to create teams for managing the CVC, the process, how the process of deal flow of negotiating and also after the investment is done how to really create the synergies with these startups so i'd say it's a guide for someone that wants to create their their cvc from <laughs> the beginning up to the the i'd say the the final steps of of, of doing a, a successful cvc and as you were looking at the kind of history of it especially in the brazilian market did you notice any inflection points Definitely, we have inflection point. I'd say in in the I'd say in the pandemic time. Okay, right. So yeah, yeah. Because you know, corporations were pushed to to change their business much faster. So it's, I think a very big push. And you see the numbers of investment in CVC have grown a lot here in Brazil. Okay, I'd say there were some initiatives in early two thousands here in Brazil in CVC. But I think were uh, initiatives that, unfortunately, were not being able to to create a sustainability for themselves. Okay, so it's good to to learn from them to see because some of them were successful in their way. Okay, but why they could not sustain their business? And I think this is not only the cause from the corporations, but also that there was a lack of the Brazilian ecosystem. So I think for CVC to be successful, of course, you need to have Good entrepreneurs, good startups, good accelerators, good incubators, good uh, universities 
all of them work together. So, and this has been, I'd say, in Brazil, the conditions for that have just happened. I'd say in the last uh, five, six, seven years that we have as other conditions. So that's why you have been seeing CVC in Brazil growing so fast in the last three, four years. And I we believe that now there's the potential to continue this growth because you have the I'd say the basis for 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 that. So during COVID, the the market was obviously very different than than how it is today, right? There was a huge pile of money everywhere, and and everyone was trying to to eat till they're full, <laughs> effectively. And and tons of new CVCs popped up, right? So so you could conclude that corporations were increasingly coming to the view that there was a benefit in having a venturing unit. But have you found that the appetite has kind of diminished at all because of the effects of the market cooling? Or or are we kind of past that now to, to the point where most companies at this point just are ultimately on the same page about the benefits of CVC? No, I don't think so. I think, of course, I'd say 2021, I think, was a little bit of frenzy on the market, okay? And, and I, we, uh, yeah, uh, by our experience, we warned a lot of investors and corporations saying, okay, don't just, just don't, don't join this frenzy because it's not real. But what you see actually, many CVCs that were, I'd say, more, I'd say, well prepared, see a very good opportunity now, okay? Because, you know, valuations have gone down or to, say not down, but actually get back to what the, the real valuations that should be, okay? So I see that talking with many CVC managers, they are saying, no, this is the good time for us. This is the time that entrepreneurs are more open for receiving us, for discussing and getting our, our investments, okay, on the reasonable terms and more open also to work together for us to create the synergies we want to, to do, okay? So definitely, I see this timing is, is very good for any corporation that's going to either enter the market or if they have already the CVC, expand, expand that. Of course, with no rush at the same time, but uh, I'd say this, this is the right timing for anyone that wants to do that. And how, how have you seen the role of angel investors in the, in, in the Brazilian market change since you uh, launched Angels de Brazil, for example? Yeah, good question. Uh, I'd say the role has not changed. What has changed is the how much is spread, okay, okay? We, we've grown a lot in this last 10 years in terms of angel investment. Okay. As I said, when I started doing that in 2010, I remember very well I put on Google angel investor here in Brazil and it appeared, it has nothing in the Google. Okay. Right. So <laughs> there was a few groups, a few people that were doing, but it was, I'd say it seemed that it was almost hiding. Okay. Themselves. <laughs> and today you see there are many groups. Okay. We work together at Angels Brazil. We work together with, with many other groups of, especially on the alumni uh, from universities and others also. Actually, many of the groups were uh, created from members that were originally from Angels Brazil. So we fostered to creating that. So I'd say it has expanded a lot. But it's still, when you compare to United States or to UK, for example, and I'm saying comparing, not directly comparing based on, on the GDP. Okay. Brazil is, is still very, let's say, behind what it should be to be in the same proportion of because of the size of the country. So there is still a lot to be, I'd say, fostered to develop this community, which is, you know, is the basis for the startups getting their first round of investment. And not only the, the money itself, but what the, the investors can apply to their experience. 
And there's one other thing that's very interesting to see, I have seen, is that many executives from corporations are starting to do angel investments by themselves. And not only to be an angel investor, but also they say to me, this is my MBA for learning how to work in terms of innovation, okay? So that's very interesting. Many, and I recommend to many other people that want to starting working with CVC, let's say, start doing your own investments, okay? This is the best school you're going to have because, you know, the book, for example, my book is, of course, to people understand how the process of doing a CVC, but I always warn everybody, it's not because you haven't read the, read the book, you are ready to start doing CVC. You have to have your own experience. And the best way to do your own experience, do your own investments, okay? So that's uh, some kind of intersection point between CVC and your investment, okay? For the, the uh, people that wants to do that, it's a, uh, it's a very good way to learn. That's really interesting, and I imagine it's it's a, perhaps a bit difficult to 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 find data on this. But but is there any way are are we able to conclude that even partially the fact that they're doing you know more angel investment now kind of leads to them being more comfortable with their uh, companies doing venture investments? Yeah, we don't have data, but it, actually, it's it's a good question that maybe you can starting try to to gather data from that. Okay, but we have some examples from from that. Okay. We have some some uh, today CVC managers that, for example, started being members from Angels do Brasil as angel investors. Okay, so it, it's interesting to see there's a correlation on that. Okay, people that are starting doing that, and now today are are doing investments in their company. Okay, yeah, I think yeah, there's definitely a, a larger story in there that you know perhaps you know down down the line that's something that uh, that'd be interesting to explore for sure. Sure, sure, I think it's it's a good idea. Maybe you can. Make a new podcast just about that and Pro, yeah, bring some no. people that are doing that. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly, for sure. <laughs> you, you mentioned that that Brazil still has like a, a way to go to to kind of reach its potential, and that that's certainly true. But but it's also a lot more advanced today than than other neighbors in the region are, for example, right? What would you ascribe the main reason of that to, and and what do you know if if you look across across the region at other kind of countries that are also growing their own ecosystems? Do you see some some kind of very promising uh, markets there, and and what do they need to do to kind of grow that as well? Sure, sure, definitely. By the relationship we have some other countries here in Latin America, for example, we see in Argentina, in Chile, in Colombia, Mexico, we have already corporations doing CVCs there, so they are starting with that. And other initiatives in Uruguay, and I see all Brazilian uh, Brazilian sorry Latin America countries have started their own CVCs. Of course, Brazil, as you know, is the largest country, largest economy. I think for all these reasons, largest market, okay, in Latin America. So, of course, for all these reasons, I think it's obvious that Brazil will be a little bit more developed on that side, okay? There are lots of opportunities here. So, but uh, we see the rest of Latin America also starting to do some things very nice in terms of their initiatives, okay? There are lots of good entrepreneurs in all these countries. So I think what's important is to have, as, as I said before, the ecosystem well-developed to start the CVC, okay? You cannot start the CVC if you don't have any entrepreneurs, they have the universities, etc. angel investors, <laughs> as I said, that's a combination of that. So, so that's some challenge, you know, for some 
countries, uh, smaller countries, is a little bit more harder because they don't have the, the minimum critical mass to develop these ecosystems by themselves. So sometimes they have to work together. Sometimes we see some cross-border relationship between them. So to then to be able to, to let's say, have a minimum basis for, for creating the initiatives. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in Brazil specifically, what kind of bottlenecks remain that are kind of slowing down further growth of the ecosystem? Good question. I think recently, I think one of the bottlenecks is definitely is uh, the high interest rates we have been having in Brazil. You know, Brazil have raised their interest rates very fast just after the, the, in the, the end of the pandemic because of our inflation starting to, to push a lot. So, so this, I think, one of the, challenges and also one of the other things that's very important is don't have any any kind of incentives for investing startups we have for example tax incentives for investing different sectors infrastructure in real estate but for startups you are taxed as you are taxing fixed income so which is uh, doesn't make any sense we have been pushing a lot in Jesus Brazil, we have uh, some initiative in terms of uh, advocacy for the policies to be created. Recently, we were able to get a senator that has proposed some kind of tax incentive for investing in startups in Brazil, which I think is not critical, but it's very important to let's say, compensate the high interest rates you have, okay? Because you see, when they see the cost of the money, it's, it's, it's quite high. And you say, okay, even even if it's successful, I'd be taxed as interest as fixed income. So <laughs> it makes hard decision for boards to to allocate money for for that initiative. And, and speaking of, uh, I, I suppose taxation. You know, it's quite common in Brazil for funds to be kind of domiciled uh, offshore, and and it's my understanding that there's some legislation in the pipeline that might complicate the, 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 the tax structure governing those, right? Is there, is, there, is there much concern about that in the market right now? Yeah, 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 definitely. Because when you dump sign offshore, you can, let's say, postpone many times the taxation, but at the end, the taxation can be even higher when you have a, a local fund. So there is, a, I'd say, a trade-off of that. But at the end, the problem is that you are going to be taxed anyway. <laughs> in both right. <laughs> And uh, as I said, it's not a big problem because if you are taxed, that is because that you have a good result. Okay, you have a profit on that, so it's not so bad. Right, right. But at the that, same yeah. time, you say, uh, okay, but there's a risk associated with that. Okay, so uh, you know, looking just uh, and I tell you, of course, more in terms of financial aspects of the investment. Okay, not telling the strategic, but uh, I'd say some kind of stimulus, some kind of tax incentives, definitely. Would be make companies more, I'd say, willing to invest. For, for example, in Brazil, we have a law called Lei do Bem, which would be called a good law, <laughs> right? Yeah, which is a tax incentive for companies investing in R&D for innovation. Okay, so if a company wants to invest in R&D for innovation, they can use some of their taxes to invest on that. It's a very good law, and has makes some incentives for company investing more in that. So why not also have something that incentive these companies to invest in, in startups? That's the, the main point, okay? Mm-hmm. And related to the kind of wider incentive structures that there might be, you know, around this time last year, 
obviously there, there was a government change. What kind of impact have you seen as a result of that for the market? I'd say in terms of uh, government change, there's, I'd say, political side of Brazil. I'd say there's, you know, I think oh, similar to many other countries, we have some two sides of the politics, okay? The left side, the right side, but I'd say what's important is, is to create a balance of that, okay? And I think we are now starting to see that maybe you can have this balance here in Brazil because we have the government more on the left side, the, the Congress is on more, on more on the right side, okay? So now I think they are trying to find the right balance from that, okay? And I think it's the best situation, okay? If you have some, if the right balance, the right balance will probably bring both on the social side, on the economic side, uh, let's say the, the perspective of growth of our economy. And the economy, Brazilian economy has been performing quite well this year, okay? So that's a good sign, okay? Even with so high interest rates we still have, the economy, our GDP has been growing quite well. So the perspective for next years is that I think it's quite good for Brazil in terms of investments. Getting the interest, the interest rates are starting, have already started to get lower. I'd say we are, I think, one step ahead, even from the United States or Europe, we are starting already to, to lower our interest rates. So I think probably next year, we are going to see a lot of investments in many sectors and even in CVC because of all these factors. Okay. So well, I'd say perspectives are quite good now. Great. And then maybe, maybe to, to start wrapping things up, you know, it's good to see that, that, you know, you're, you're optimistic about the next couple of years for, for the Brazilian market. And, but what about for, for Alia Ventures itself? What are your kind of ambitions over the next couple of years? Oh, we are, we're very excited, very enthusiastic that because. As I said before, I believe that we, we created a combination of expertise, knowledge, and experience that's quite unique in the market. Okay. We respect very much, uh, much other players and actually we like to work together. Okay. We have, we think that best way to create, let's say, a healthy ecosystem is to be collaborative. So we work very close together, but we believe that we have, I would say, unique experience, unique combinations. That can help all these corporations do successful CVC initiatives. So we we already have some very good pipeline. Even though Alchip is, is as as a new company, it's quite new. We have already our customers that we work for many years. For example, Cirela, which is one the largest real estate in Brazilian company, is, is our customer, and other other customers have been working for so many years. But our pipeline is quite good now. And expect for the, the short and medium term have many announcements to make. Do the corporates that invest with you get their own dedicated funds or, or is it kind of a, a sector wide fund that they contribute to? Yes, yeah, some of them have and some of them know. Okay. We, we are a little bit agnostic in terms of the vehicle that is used to invest. Okay. We are not uh, just saying, Oh, you have to do this way or not that way. What you are emphasized very much, you have to have a good strategy, okay, of how to invest in a good relationship with the market. Okay, I think this is the main ingredient. So if you're going to use a, a fund or using a proprietary vehicle or use our balance sheet to invest, it's just the way you're going to use the, the resources you do. But what's important is to have a, a real commitment for the long term. Okay, so that's why that's what we worked so hard with the, with this 
corporations to, to then we, we we prefer them to delay the launch of the CBC, and when they launch, it's really well, I'd say, structured, than just trying to rush to invest in some disorganized way, and then because you know that's going to take them to the a failure. Okay, so. So, but the vehicle itself, it doesn't it doesn't matter so much to us. And are, are there any points that you find yourself kind of repeatedly having to to kind of teach them about or, or educate them on that perhaps they weren't aware of before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that's very hard and I have to repeat a lot is that they have to see, I'd say, anything they think about doing open innovation of our corporate venture capital is to have a portfolio view. It's very common to corporations like to see, you know, I like to see this deal, that deal, that deal, each one. I say, okay, we can take a look, but at the end, you have just to look at the whole portfolio. Because the, that's the strategy that can be successful for you and also keep their being less anxious about the results, okay? Right, right. <laughs> because when you see, no, oh, this company is doing well, but the other two are not. I say, okay, that's part of the, the, the business. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a hazard, right? It's a, it's a professional hazard. Yeah. <laughs> What's important is that you shall know that the one that's been so successful is going to bring you the return, both financial and strategic, that's more than compensate the others that may not do that. The problem, as you know, as I always, I always say to every, every corporation, is that when you start doing CVC, in the first years, you are just getting bad news. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> To uh, uh, startups fail faster than b- being successful. Okay. So you have to be prepared for that. Okay. Prepared that the first two, three years, I'd say you're just going to see, oh, this startup failed, the other one failed, the other failed. But there will be some startups in your portfolio that are doing well, but it takes some time for them to really get the results you are expecting. Okay. So that's one of the things that's a little bit hard to. To let's incorporate on their culture and mindset of corporations because you know corporations are used to I invest on that I can I want to this return on that okay quite uh, at the same time okay and it's not the way you CDC so this is something that you have to repeat a lot of times so they start understanding that <laughs> yeah fair enough and and perhaps the last question how can people get your book where can they find it. Oh, sure. It's published online uh, on Amazon. You can download on Kindle. But I have, you can also, for people that like likes paper, you can order books from, from Amazon or for, there's a specific website for the book, okay? You can just access corporateventurecapital.net.br and you're going to access the book. Perfect. Well, I, I recommend that uh, any anyone looking to start up a, a CVC unit in, in, in Brazil and in the wider Latin American region and beyond, take a look at it because there are a lot of really, really interesting case studies there that can be really informative and instructive. So recommend that. Cassio, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll probably see each other next month at the Corporate Venture in Brazil event in, in Sao Paulo. Looking forward to it. Sure. Me too. Me too. Looking forward to meet you again. And uh, I, I certainly we're going to have to have a great show. Absolutely. Me too. Take care. That about does it for this week, folks. Be sure to catch all future episodes of CVC Unplugged wherever you get your podcasts. I have been Fernando Moncada. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from Inner Production, whose great work you can check out today at innerproduction.com. We'll be back again next week as ever. Until then, have a good one.